We are heading into the busiest time of year when it comes to your fancy football drafts. So what do you know? We're here to talk about cornerback rankings with tiers. When you do drafts, you got to have tiers. We're going to go through our tiers in just a bit. Hut, hut, hike! So Joe and I have our quarterbacks broken down into four tiers. We're going to each go through them. So let's start it off. Joe, I'll let you go through yours, and then I'll go through mine. So starting off in tier four, uh, at number 32, I got Baker Mayfield, then Desmond Ritter at 31, Bryce Young at 30, C.J. Stroud at 29, Sam Howell at 28, Mac Jones at 27. Kyler Murray, you know, I know he's going to miss the first part of the season here, but I do think he'll be back at some point this year. So I got him at 26. Then at 25, I've got Jordan Love, Ryan Tannehill at 24, Jimmy G at 23, and Matthew Stafford is my 22nd-ranked quarterback in Tier 4. Yeah, so I got 32, Clayton Toon, 31, Baker Mayfield, 30, Desmond Ritter, 29, Jimmy G, 28, Brock Purdy, 27, Sam Howell, 26, Jordan Love, 25, C.J. Stroud, 24, Mac Jones, 23, Matthew Stafford, and 22, Ryan Tannehill. I think all these guys, Joe, you would agree with me, are more so just your backup QB2 guys. These guys probably won't even be rostered. If it's not a deep lead, these guys are going to be on your wire. Uh, so I would say you probably don't even have to pay attention to any of these guys. Uh, you and I have pretty much the same group of guys, although you have mad disrespect for Bryce Young. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, which one, I will just say this way, which of the, of this group here, uh, which guy would you say you may take a flyer on? Cause most people are not even going to be thinking about these guys. Yeah, honestly. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys I would take a flyer on, um, you know, Matthew Stafford being one of them. I think, uh, if he's able to stay healthy, he could have a resurgent year. I mean, Cooper cup is still there. Um, I think the Rams offense is going to have to pass a lot because their defense isn't as good. So he's a guy I have my eye on. And then, um, you know, honestly, Jordan Love as well. Um, I think he's worth consideration so far. You know, he's had a good training camp, looks pretty good in the preseason. And I think he could surprise and actually be pretty good. So he's somebody, you know, if uh, needed a backup or wanted to stream somebody, given the right matchup, you know, he's someone I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah, I actually agree with you, I think, on both, both players. that We have consensus there. I think with Jordan Love... It's so hard to predict uh, what he will be in, in this season. He's got some options with Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Luke Musgrave at tight end, got Aaron Jones and A.J. Jones, so he's got weapons. So it just depends on how much volume is he going to have. Is he going to be averaging you know, 30 throws a game? Is he going to be averaging 33 and a half attempts a game? It just depends on how much are they going to ease him into it or is he going to let him fly? So – I think he could go higher. He's definitely a flyer. As for Stafford, I feel the same way as well. Hard to really get a sense of whether, A, he can stay healthy the whole year, and, B, how much are they really going to have him throw, especially with all his injuries he's had. And, you know, I'm not really liking to talk about him not feeling connected with his receivers. Maybe it's just going to be the Cooper Cup show all the way around. Uh, you know, but he's got some interesting options. You know, I, I actually, I feel like I've been disrespecting the group. I mean, they've got some decent names. I think Puka Nakua looks pretty good. Van Jefferson wasn't great last year, has been better in the past. Uh, you know, they've got Tutu Atwell has showed some flashes. Um, I don't, none of these guys are, are, are crazy good. I understand that. But they can be contributors. 
You've got Tyler Higby. Uh, I just feel like they've got some decent options for him to work with. Uh, you know, so we'll have to see what he does completely. And you've got Ben Skoranek. He likes him as well. So they've got a couple options down here. Uh, he, he could be okay. I don't think he'll be, I definitely don't, if you're going to draft him, don't expect him to be uh, 20, 21 Matthew Stafford. I don't see that happening. Um, but I think better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you just got to have realistic expectations for him. You know, at this point in his career, you know, he's not going to be that, you know, top 15 quarterback anymore. But in any given week, given the matchups, I, th I think he could be serviceable. Um, and to your point, he's got some decent weapons, you know, outside of not being able to connect with these guys in the locker room. So far in training camp, I'm just hearing that that offense is on time. He's been looking great. And that offense has been moving the ball. One quick note about Kyler Murray. I think he doesn't play the entire year. I think this team is tanking for uh, our man from USC, uh, Caleb Williams. I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Kyler could get could get chipped out of Arizona next year. I think they're going to preserve his health. I don't think he's going to play the field. I mean, you just cut Colt McCoy, who's probably your best quarterback option you trade for Joshua Dobbs. This team might not win a game. They're going to be bad. Yeah, there's no doubt the Cardinals are going to be bad. But I guess, you know, just in case, I decided to rank Kyler, and, and I guess that provides some better value than just throwing Clayton Tune at number 32. <laughs> yeah, because no one's going to be drafting him. <laughs> no. All right, Joe, what's happening in our Tier 3? So in my Tier 3, I've got Kenny Pickett sit, sitting at number 21. Then above him at 20, I have Derek Carr. Then Brock Purdy comes in at 19. Russell Wilson at 18. Anthony Richardson at 17, Jared Goff at 16, Aaron Rodgers at 15, Kirk Cousins at 14, and Dak Prescott at number 13. Yeah, so my uh, rankings here in this tier, I got two guys less than Joe. 21, I got Tua Tagavaola. 20, I got Bryce Young. 19, I've got Kenny Pickett. 18, Derek Carr. 17, Dak Prescott. 16, Russell Wilson. And 15, Jared Goff. So we've got a few differences here, Joe. Uh, what what sticks out to you as far as our differences in the in this tier? Um, well, definitely, obviously, you know, I've got Brock Purdy in this tier. You had Brock Purdy in tier four. You know, that's something that stands out. Um, and then also, you know, I'm not sure exactly where you've got Anthony Richardson, but uh, you know, I've got him in my tier three, and he's definitely not on yours. No, I got him much higher, and I know we differ on Tua as well. The thing is, it's tough for me because I'm trying to get my emotions out of it. I did projections, went through the whole process. These are quantitatively, so I'm trying to get my emotions out of the way. I like Tua. I think he'd be good, and I had him in doing having career highs. Uh, but the problem with the Tua is I don't think he's going to play a full season. Uh, not to say he's going to miss the entire season, but I think he could miss a game or two. And he's a predominantly a passer in a, in a standard type of league. If you're not have six point for passing touchdowns or even a point for 20 yards, uh, it's limiting uh, for a quarterback that is really just a predominantly a passer. So I think that's going to just limit his upside. Uh, and so as a result, uh, that's where I have him. I also know I probably have Dak lower than the consensus. Uh, I think that uh, he's going to have some problems with the turnovers this year. I really do. 
uh, just based on what's going on with him. Uh, I, I think it could just be early preseason training camp and he'll, he'll be able to just work his magic. I don't really like you. You kind of, he could play angry though. I don't know if you saw, there was an interview of them asking him questions after the Trey Lance, but he did not look happy. Yeah, no, he definitely did not. But at the same time that, I mean, Jerry Jones's comments about the Trey Lance acquisition had to make Dak Prescott feel better. Um, I don't know if you heard those comments. No, not, I didn't. But, I didn't hear them. No. Uh, you know, basically Jerry Jones said that he hopes that the Cowboys don't have to essentially start Trey Lance or use him in a game. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. So if anything, you know, Dak should have been a little more encouraged by that. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, Dak has shown over the last three years, his turnover rate has gone up. You know, uh, I totally understand your concern and have him for the more interceptions because it's definitely a possibility, especially, you know, I'm worried about Dak as well going from uh, the offensive system from last year, you know, and Kellen Moore to this Mike McCarthy, which we don't know what's going, what it's going to really look like. They're saying they want to run the ball more. Do they really, even though they don't have that prototypical back that can carry the workload? So I'm not really sure what this Dallas offense is going to be. Well, Mike McCarthy had great years in Green Bay, but my confidence level of him isn't very high. I don't know. He almost, maybe, maybe this is a wrong characterization I have of him. But it almost is like things just always seem to go wrong for Mike McCarthy. So I just feel like that could happen uh, with him at the helm. And then Dallas is in chaos. And I could see it in Sports Center the first few weeks. What's going on with Dallas? And to be all plastered over the news. I, I do want to make one comment about Purdy. The reason why I have him lower than you do is I don't think he plays all 17 games. Uh, you know, I understand he's got dealing with the injury. They've got Sam Darnold. I'm not convinced Purdy is going to continue to be as good as he was last year. Uh, so for me, that's a part of the reason why I had that baked in there. And then when I did my projections, um, I didn't do it based on every quarterback playing 17 games. I tried to account for what I thought they could be injured or not be in there, uh, which definitely uh, affected that. Uh, real quick, one flyer. If you had to take a flyer on any one of these guys, what would it be? Hmm. Well, out of, out of my group here, um, you know, I don't want to go with the easy one and say Aaron Rodgers. You know, I even though I think he's going to come back and be uh, totally fine and have a way better season than he did last year with Green Bay in New York with the weapons that he has. But, you know, I'm actually been a little bit rising on, uh, I know you're, you're going to say, but Kenny Pickett, his two gloves, his baby hands. Um, he's looked, you know, very good in preseason thus far. And he's been somebody that I've been keeping an eye on and, uh, he's actually been kind of rising for me. Your mouth's going to drop because I was going to say the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I, I, I feel the same way you do. I mean, Kenny Pickett is really I, – I was very critical of Matt Canada. I thought they should have replaced him as offensive coordinator, um, but they elected to keep him, and he seems to be getting in a groove at least this preseason and in in, you know, kind of this second year of the offense. So – He's got the weapons, you know, may, maybe he ends up taking that jump. I, I, and you probably could get him for, for literally nothing. Uh, probably a late pick in your draft or a dollar in your auction league. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, they always say with the quarterbacks, you know, watch out for that sophomore bump and I could see it happening. And so far in preseason, it's, it's definitely been happening for him. All right, Joe. So we're going to tier two. This is the juicy tier. This is where, you know, this is where people target their quarterbacks. This is where you're going to win your leagues 
possibly. So what, what are your thoughts here? What do you got on your tier two? So are you enjoying this video so far? Well, if you are, show your support to our new channel by hitting the subscribe button and liking this video. We'll be creating videos all NFL season long, so you're not going to want to miss what we have in store. Yeah, so starting off my tier two, at number 12, I have Daniel Jones. Then at number 11, I have Deshaun Watson. Geno Smith at number 10. Tua at number 9. Justin Fields at number 8. Trevor Lawrence at number 7. Lamar Jackson at number 6. And Jer Burrow coming in at number 5. All right, so I'm starting at 14 with my tier here. So I got Trevor Lawrence at 14. Joe Burrow at 13. Geno Smith at 12. Kirk Cousins at 11. Aaron Rodgers at 10, Daniel Jones at 9, Deshaun Watson at 8, Anthony Richardson at 7, Justin Fields at 6, and Lamar Jackson at 5. So we've got some, you you are definitely more down the prototypical path of what should be in these rankings. I, I kind of stray from the path here. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also a part of, you know, you, uh, I didn't necessarily have that like standard scoring in the back of my mind when I did these, you know, I just was kind of ranking guys of who I like per se, but um, you know, cause your rankings are catering to the running quarterbacks and the projections you have for them and the rushing touchdowns, getting the two extra points for those versus the four point passing touchdowns and everything. So your rankings, if you think about it in that aspect, make sense. Yeah. I think probably my biggest outlier here is Anthony Richardson. And I'll be honest with you personally i feel it's too high but i gotta follow my projections i think that with shane steichen coming into that offense they're gonna use him mightily in the rushing game i could be wrong about this but we saw what he did with jalen hurts and the whole saga with jonathan taylor if they don't sign a running back or trade for a running back and we've got Deion jackson evan all as a running backs Anthony Richardson might as well be the de facto running back, <laughs> you know, for that offense. And then also throwing the ball. I mean, th this is the recipe for fantasy success. He might have a lower than 60% completion percentage, but they're just going to, he's just going to be the ultimate chess piece. I, I don't honestly, my, I, my, my gut, I I'm like, I don't like it, but the numbers, they speak for themselves for what I had him rank for what I had him projected. Yeah, you know, and I've heard that argument as to why the Colts don't necessarily want to pay Jonathan Taylor either, and that's because they have a guy like Anthony Richardson at quarterback. You know, we've we've seen, you know, your team, the Buffalo Bills, basically use Josh Allen as their RB1, you know, uh, and lead the team in rushing over guys like, you know, Devin Singletary or even James Cook last year. So it definitely is an interesting strategy. Um, you know, I guess we find out tomorrow if uh, Jonathan Taylor gets traded or not. <laughs> Yeah, I think the other one that I think I had pretty high in there that I wasn't expecting was Daniel Jones. I, I didn't want to have him that high. Honestly, I, I tend to not not to go for him, but now I feel like I have to. <laughs> i got to stick by what I say. Uh, but, uh, you know, they bring in Darren Waller, and I think is huge for that offense. Bringing in Jalen Hyatt, man, he has looked really good. He's got great separation. Bringing in Paris Campbell, I think, is a great slot guy, great possession receiver. So, he's got way more options to work with. And if you think he's going to take another jump of Brian Dayball, which I think he could, because um, the way I had it, I didn't really think he, honestly, I didn't think his numbers were all that crazy, uh, but it's his rushing. He's got that rushing aspect to him. And that's when it comes to standard scoring. You have to factor that in. Um, and that's why I've got a lot of these rushing quarterbacks up top. I know people are going to be like, how could you possibly have Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence down there? Believe me, I don't really like it myself. But with Burrow, I don't. I think he's going to miss games. I don't think he's going to play a full 17-game season. I know you disagree with me on this, 
But the, I am concerned about this calf. And even if he does play, I don't think you're going to just put him right back into regulation mode. I think they're going to ease him in. So for me, I, I, I that's just my hunch. That's what I think. Lawrence, I don't, I don't understand the numbers. The numbers must be wrong. I feel like he's a guy I really like this year, but again, he doesn't have that rushing upside like these other guys do. If you have a different quarterback scoring, I think he gets way higher. But based on standard scoring, that's where I have him. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, when you think in terms of the standard scoring, you know it makes sense. But as far as Joe Burrow, I am not concerned. I think he's playing all seventeen. He's not going to miss week one because of this calf. He's already looking better. Um, you know, I'm listening to some different uh, medical shows here and actual doctors are saying they're not concerned with it and expecting him to play week one. So I'm going to take their word and trust that and uh, see Gerald Burrow week one in the whole season here. So who's your target in this round? We got This is the juicy round here. If you're not going to spend up for a quarterback or punt a quarterback. So who's, who's a guy you feel like is a good target for you? Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's so hard. Now I, I just like Trevor Lawrence so much this year. Um, I think he's my guy. I am expecting that breakout year as we've talked about in the past. Um, just growing in that second year with Doug Peterson, getting Kelvin Ridley in this offense to what was already, you know, he already had good weapons, you know, with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram at tight end. So throw in the Kelvin Ridley. I just think it's going to be huge for this offense. See, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say two, and I would actually draft both Anthony Richardson and Geno Smith. Uh, I think Geno Smith is a safe floor. I know you probably, and you're going to be able to have to spend, when you look at actually my projections, the numbers here are very, very close. I mean, we're talking like a hairline between, you know, seven and eight and nine and 10. They're all pretty jumbled in there. And Geno, man, he's a safe floor. I mean, he's got Lockett. He's got DJ KK Metcalf. Now he's got Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, I think he's going to continue the success he had. And then if you want to have a little bit of potential, go ahead and get Richardson. Don't think he's going to cost you that much. I think having those two, because sometimes you want to, you know, I've, I've been burned by the quarterback roulette and streaming, but I kind of like now having two good guys. And then depending on the matchup, I can kind of pick one or the other. Yeah, I've seen uh, Geno Smith and Anthony Richardson, honestly, as a popular pairing um, amongst, mm. you know, people posting their drafts or just talking because Geno, they feel, is that safe floor guy. But if they want to take a shot on somebody with that high ceiling, that's Anthony Richardson. And if Richardson doesn't pan out, they just stick with Geno. So, you know, no skin off their back, essentially. Because it'd be quite – you'd be – Doing quite the gamble if you just say Richardson is your quarterback. Like, I, I understand he could be good, but it's risky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very risky. I mean, this is, uh, you know, we're talking about a rookie quarterback on the Colts. You know, their weapons on that offense isn't the greatest, you know, especially if JT's not going to be there. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the running backs would be Deion Jackson and, and Hall, which Hall's actually looked pretty good. Um, he'd be the running back I'd rather have <clears throat> if Deion Jackson were to miss time. All right, Joe, so we're going to the top tier. This is where you're spending up on your quarterback. Who do you got? All right, so in tier one, what everyone's been waiting for here, I've got Justin Herbert sitting at number four, Josh Allen at number three. Jalen Hurts is my number two quarterback, and at number one, no surprise here, got Patrick Mahomes. Number four, I got Justin Herbert. Number three, I've got Patrick Mahomes. Two, I've got Jalen Hurts. And number one, I've got Josh Allen. So we're pretty much the same here, just a, a little bit of a jumble here. 
Uh, what made you put Mahomes at one? I feel like how can you not put Mahomes at one, man? Just the guy's the ultimate consistent quarterback player. When you draft him, he, you know, you just know exactly what you're going to get from him. And, you know, until somebody kind of beats him out and takes him off the throne, I, I feel like I got to put him there. Yeah, you're going to have to spend up to get him, but you're right. He's the safest. You know, you can you can cash that check and know you're going to get it back, right? I mean, like, you know that he is super dependable. Uh, the only thing is, I guess, with guys like Hurts and Allen, they have that rushing upside um, to kind of, kind of bring the passing together to maybe give you even more of a ceiling. But I don't really think you could go wrong with any four of these guys. I've got them all pretty much jumbled around the same. Yeah, definitely. You, you definitely can't go wrong, you know, with any of these guys in that top four. Um, and I got, you know, if you're believing the hype and, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, everyone's expecting this guy to absolutely skyrocket this year, you know, with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, getting a guy like Quentin Johnston, uh, who hopefully brings some stability to that wide receiver room, because we all know they just can't seem to stay healthy over there and with the chargers. Are you buying it? <sighs> you know, I, I mean, obviously I think I am, I got him in number four. So, um, Hey, you know, I know you've got him projected for 5,000 yards, um, and it's not like he hasn't done that before, so I definitely could see it. Um, I get it, it just, for him, it you know matters if uh, as long as he can stay healthy and these wide receivers stay healthy, I, I don't see why he couldn't repeat that. Yeah, I, he, he's the guy for me. I, I love Herbert this year. I, I think he is going to absolutely crush. But you know what? All of these have a narrative. I mean, Mahomes is the consistent guy. Herbert, now they got Quentin Johnson, they've got all these weapons. He could take that leap, right? Bringing in Kellen Moore, probably his best offensive coordinator he's had to date. Then you've got, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts on the revenge tour, you know, losing after the Super Bowl, trying to go scorched earth. And then Josh Allen, everybody, you know, he's a sleeping giant. Everyone's trying to say, that, oh, the Bills, all this chaos, what's going on? Avoid the Bills, right? And then they're going to say, hey, we're going to put up and shut up, and then he's, I, I could see him absolutely dominating. You know I love Kincaid. They got Diggs, Gabe Davis. They got a lot of options there as well. So I, I think, I think, I don't know about you, I usually have been one to say for, you know, everybody will tell you, late quarterback, late quarterback, late quarterback. Always, you know, take a quarterback at 18, you know, the 18th best quarterback, the 14th best quarterback, or it's not much of a difference, which typically is true. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the game is somewhat changing, and I'm almost of the mindset. I'm starting to kind of come around a little bit and be like, you know, it may actually be worth going a little bit earlier and taking some of these top guys. What, what do you think? Do you, you feel that way? Or are you still in the late-round quarterback bus? I think it depends on your settings. You know, um, one thing that, you know, just looking at your, your projections and rankings that you got here, you know, if I was in that standard, um, you know, I think it'd be a huge advantage to have some of these scrambling quarterbacks that run and get those rushing touchdowns. You know, that seems like a huge advantage. So, um, maybe in that type of format, but I, I've been, I have been rising towards, you know, possibly drafting one of these top tier quarterbacks, um, versus the long wait. Cause typically I do use that strategy and it, and it has worked, but I think the most important thing is just know your league and know your settings and draft accordingly. And what's nice about Mahomes is you can set him and forget it. I mean, he's matchup proof, really. I mean, you can go yeah. and you don't have to worry about it. You can, I've been burned so much by the quarterback roulette game. It looks like a great matchup. Dak is playing the Houston Texans. He's going to ball out, and all of a sudden, he just absolutely craps the bed. It's like, what is going on? <laughs>
Yeah. It's just yeah, frustrating. You, and you got every quarterback, they score the most amount of points. You can't, if, you know, if your quarterback is, if they may, if they have a bad game, you might be done for for your matchup. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, to your point, I mean, you weren't the only one trying to stream De- Dak Prescott that weekend. Everyone was burned by it, and people definitely lost their matchups because of it. So that does it for our QB rankings with tears for the 2023 season. You're not going to want to miss out. We've got running backs, receivers, tight ends. We're giving you all the info you need to do well in your draft. So make sure you hit that notification bell. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We're here to give you our advice. Thank you so much for watching and 